0: Third, 2020. This is the All American Podcast, and I'm your host, Paul Seawright. Imagine we're three months into the coronavirus pandemic, and businesses are still closed, people are still being forced to stay in their homes, and money is drying up as unemployment skyrockets. Imagine you're listening to the radio one night, trying to catch up on the news as you see smoke rising and fires burning in the distance from downtown. And then, you hear this. The following message is being transmitted at the request of the Office of Civil Defense. This is an emergency broadcast. This is not a test. Local law enforcement agencies are warning of violent unrest in the following counties. Dodge. Lakefield, Battle Ridge, Big Prairie and the following areas. Lakeville, Pine Creek, Buckfield, Douglasville, Lakeview Shopping Center and Buckley Air Force Base. This is a dangerous situation. Stay inside of your home and barricade windows and doors. Wait for law enforcement to arrive and do not leave your home for any reason. Individuals may act violently and cannot be reasoned with. Avoid individuals displaying signs of aggression at all costs. Repeating, a security alert is in effect until 12 o'clock p.m. Thursday Central Daylight Time. This warning may be extended at any point. Please stay tuned to 1265 a.m. for real-time updates. This message will repeat. Are you prepared for this to happen in your city? In your neighborhood? Do you know what you are going to do if or when you hear this announcement made in your town? If not, you better start working on your plan. As I have said, the lockdown of society is causing an economic implosion, and rapidly escalating crime rates will certainly follow, if the lockdown goes on much longer. Our government officials have dropped a nuclear bomb on the world economy, and they are backing up their orders to lock down states, cities, and towns with threats of fines and even imprisonment. In this manner, tyranny has officially come to America under the veil of a national emergency known as the coronavirus pandemic. I don't know how severe this will end up being, but the dramatic events transpiring have led governments across the country and across the world to issue multiple orders, which are in fact executive dictates. This is ruled by fiat at this point in time, as the Constitution is being nullified in the name of public safety. We are seeing extraordinary dictates being issued by government technocrats, as well as the people who were elected and are supposed to be your representatives mostly at the state and local level, and mostly in liberal states and cities, of course. This should surprise no one's, since liberals love power and control over others. Their worldview is inimical to the freedoms that are at the foundation of this country's political traditions. So we have to remind those who grew up without any instruction, or poor instruction, in civics, that United States senators and representatives... As well as state-level governors, senators, assemblymen, representatives, delegates, and council members, as well as mayors, are supposed to represent you and give you a voice in government. But such representation must be within the framework of the supreme law of the land, that being the United States Constitution. No law, edict, order, or decree Not one is above the Constitution. And that's the end of the story. So why and how are these little tyrants pushing to eliminate our freedoms rather than asking the public for support? And why are they not working with communities and businesses as partners to relieve financial burdens and to create financial incentives for that support, partnership, and compliance? Well, I'll tell you, it's because they feel entitled to rule you. And they see themselves as being superior to you. And because they are going to use this event to gain even more power over you. It won't be long before you see the calls for forced vaccinations and proof of those forced vaccinations. Your papers, please, as the Nazis used to say. The safety of vaccines, particularly experimental ones, is a topic for another day, but rest assured this event is being used for the control freaks to gain more power over you and injecting you with an experimental and potentially dangerous vaccine is definitely on the agenda. This is on the agenda more so than using emergency medications and natural remedies that have demonstrated effectiveness in dealing with the virus just ask the governors of Michigan and Nevada about their efforts to suppress the use of hydroxychloroquine, and notice the near-complete silence by the mainstream media with respect to minerals like zinc, selenium, or chromium that have well-demonstrated and well-documented positive effects on building up your immune system. I'll speak to health in a future podcast, but notice everything is designed to cause a panic And give them more power. People are giving them power because the people are scared and panicking. I actually spoke to a full-grown man a day or two ago who told me he is scared to leave his house even to get toilet paper. The one thing that people would bail out of an airplane for right now. I was incredulous but realized he is in the state of mind that they want everyone in. Scared Panicked under their control. When they start giving out free processed food in exchange for lining up for a vaccination, he'll probably be the first in line. It's unfortunately all too easy to get people to panic. And of course, while there are health considerations we absolutely must be aware of as this virus spreads, and while everyone must be absolutely precautionary and be smart about their health and improving their immune systems. Let it be known that this pandemic is being manipulated by those with power to seize even more power and to dilute the rights of the citizens. Governors and local authorities have used or are using emergency declarations to force business closures, ban church attendance, ban house parties with 10 or more people, while really ban any meetings with 10 or more people, ban the sale of guns, even ban going outside one's own house with the threat of arrest, fine, and imprisonment. There are even bans being implemented on interstate travel with quarantine checkpoints, for example, being set up in Rhode Island. And the list of infringements continues growing every single day. Most everything that these people are ordering are violations of your First Amendment rights to assembly and religion Along with your Second Amendment rights to bear arms. You know that right that the criminals don't really uh, give one whit about one way or the other. So if they restrict your right to bear arms, it's not like they're ever going to restrict the criminal's right to bear arms because criminals don't give a damn and they're not going to follow any laws whatsoever anyway. And you must rightly remember that the Second Amendment was written to ensure that the citizen has a means to resist a tyrannical government. And provide for self-defense. Those who haven't done so already, I recommend you listen to episode five of my podcast. This is where I speak about the Bill of Rights in some detail and I get into the Second Amendment in a little extra detail. But fortunately we have some states like Idaho and Texas that actually care about the freedom of the citizens and they're making a stand for the Constitution. And we also have some very strong-willed and independent-thinking business people who are suing local governments for civil rights violations, such as the gun owners in California who said they will sue because the state is trying to close down their businesses. I applaud these people, but the drooling masses are going along with the program of oppression. As these edicts and orders are made, it is clear to see that the so-called authorities have lost their minds they are on a massive power trip and are gathering up their power because people are giving it to them blindly out of a state of fear as the expression goes this won't end well we have thousands of businesses closing down and going bankrupt and what will soon be trillions of dollars lost from the economy it appears that the lockdowns will be through June at least This is catastrophic, and crime will explode as it already has in countries like Italy. All may seem eerily quiet right now, as the streets are empty and the people are surviving off of stockpiled food, toilet paper, and medical supplies, but this is the calm before the storm. What happens another two months into this when people can't purchase what they need? Think about it. What if this goes on longer than two months? Are you prepared? Whether due to a lack of personal financial resources or a looming collapse of the supply chain that we all rely on to get products into the stores, this is going to get ugly fast if we have to go beyond a couple more months with millions of people unemployed. And that $1,200 check that the government's going to give you, that's not going to save you. So what do the unprepared folks do now? Well, I have a few recommendations. Number one, get in touch with close friends, family, church groups, or charitable organizations that may be able to help with food, medicine, or other necessities. Don't wait until you run out of resources to do this, or you're going to miss the boat. Second. You must eliminate all spending that isn't tied to critical necessities. And I'm talking specifically about food, cleaning supplies, personal hygiene items, medical supplies, communications gear, and your transportation and means of repair. Third, if you have garden seeds to grow a vegetable garden and you haven't planted them already, you better get on it. If you don't have a yard, remember that you can grow many things indoors, but don't delay. Keep in mind, though, that this isn't an easy task, but there are resources out there that will teach you how to grow your own food in an apartment or house. You don't just dig a hole and throw seeds and water in. It's not that simple. So you need to study and be careful about what you do, but remember to save some seeds for next year in case your first try doesn't work out. Number four, drill practice with your family. Be prepared to handle a civil disturbance or a violent situation in your neighborhood by working out a plan as to what each member in your family needs to do. This has to include designating the safest, most secure, and most defensible room in your house. It has to include training to call for help, whether it's from police, fire or medical services, along with contacting trusted family and friends. It has to include having a bug-out plan, a place to go and prepack supplies, so you don't need to waste time getting essential items together. By the way, whenever you intend to go, wherever you intend to go, it needs to be less than one tank of gas away. So make sure that your gas tank is never less than three-quarters full and I think it's advisable to have an extra 5 or 10 gallons of gas on hand that you can take with you. Have all of your important documents collected and I truly hope you have all scanned them and downloaded them onto a flash drive. This makes it rather easy to take with you anywhere you go. But if not, make sure you have these items with you if you have to leave. Number seven. This is the most important thing I have to say you need to have a prepared mind. Studies show that those who are able to manage stress and those that have the will to survive will, in fact, survive. We're eventually going to get past this crisis and we're going to rebuild. But if you want to be here for the rebuilding, you need to be calm, cool, collected, focused, and you need to react to situations with rational thought logic and civility. We don't need people having emotional meltdowns and going into hysterics with all of this going on. You'll be a danger to yourself and to others and you probably won't make it to the other side. Now in speaking specifically to men it's time for you to find your package man up and reclaim your masculinity If you are one of those who sadly gave it up or lost it during the era of political correctness, lattes, man buns, and soy burgers, you know there has been an assault on masculinity, but you need to embrace it. It is innate. It is who you are. You're born with it, and no matter how they try to get it out of you, train it out of you, reprogram or reeducate you, it's there, and you need to embrace it because it's part of who you are. Stop denying who you are. And when times get tough, if you are truly a family man, you can't be hiding under the bed with your kids, expecting your wife to guard the house. You better find your package and man up. This is serious business, and we are entering into what might be, in the words of Mr. Gerald Salente, the greatest depression. And with that, I'll leave you with the quote of the day. And it comes from Ralph Waldo Emerson. What lies behind you and what lies in front of you pales in comparison to what lies inside of you. Thank you, and good night.